the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have more eclectic conversations about astrology as well as all things spirituality and personal development. This podcast is primarily interviews, though I occasionally do solo episodes and I've gotten good feedback about them, which I appreciate. I'm glad that you guys like to hear me. And um, I am ponderous. I do think a lot. So I sat down to share for this episode um, about a decision that I made recently around not engaging with casual sex anymore. And I wasn't really in a space of having a lot per se, but there was an openness toward it. And there's been a recent value shift around calling in partnership. And this has been, you know, in just saying that statement, there's actually so much more to it and something, you know, that I can piece out of it. That's more universal. I think that um, a lot of us on the path, you know, if we're on a path around love, there's a whole journey of the heart. There's a journey of self-worth. There's a journey of discovering what we really want. So what I really want for this episode is for it to be um, meaningful from the place that it's coming from a place of truth and honesty for me. And it's not coming from a place of judging, you know, how people should be behaving in their lives. Like it's it's about what's working for me currently and why I even decided to record an episode about it was that the conversations I was having about it in my life with people, it seemed to be sparking people that I was talking to about it. So I thought, okay, like, why don't I just like, you know, have a share and talk about this on my podcast where I talk about personal development and that this, um, this process has very much been part of that. Something that I've also noticed is that some of the content creators that I follow who are specifically creating content around Tantra or embodiment will create more content around their um, experiences with their sexuality. And sometimes that is about chosen celibacy and that my platform you know, I talk more about astrology and giving people guidance. And I also really enjoy like getting on the mic or writing down stuff about my own life and my own experience, because I really do think very deeply about myself and about life. And even though what I'm saying is about me in some sense, I do think that when we explore ourselves at a deep level, we make way into the universal, just like the needle chart. Um, you're looking at your own archetypal map, but the more you get into the soul, the deeper you dive into the self, it unfurls out into the cosmos and into the collective consciousness or into source. You know, we all come from source essentially. So I think that even though this is a personal share, I hope that there is something in it that might be meaningful for you as well as the listener. Um, so I'm just going to get into it and share this conversation that I literally just recorded before recording this intro. I hope you enjoy.
I'm recording this episode. I'm sitting down to record this episode because I want to share something that has been on my mind and something that's a very active, alive process for me that in the process of talking about it with friends, there's been a certain air of inspiration or it's been kind of like a catalyst And so I thought maybe it would be worth having a candid conversation on the podcast about a solo conversation that is, and essentially it is a, a marked moment in time of making a decision to not engage in casual sex anymore and to basically be celibate until like there's a a genuine like relationship that has like a more serious element to it beginning to unfold. And this is a shift for me in value because for as long as I've been, I mean, potentially my whole experience of sexuality from the moment that I understood what the concept was Um, I haven't had any value judgment against casual sex. I've had a lot of actual um, intrigue and curiosity and desire to explore. And as I've had explorations, I've learned some things and had some experiences. And I've surprised myself, in a sense, by getting to this place. And I want to be really clear that in beginning this conversation that this is not meant to be a a prescription for how anyone should engage with their sexuality. This is such a personal thing. And I think that similar to the way that I practice astrology and thinking about how one kind of archetype might be the medicine for one person. It's like, yeah, develop your Virgo energy. Another person might be so Virgo that they need to develop something else. So I want to talk about this concept of chosen celibacy from a very sex positive place. And I just want to be clear that that's where I'm coming from. And that the other reason why I'm sharing this is because I think, I suspect that I will be naming things that people feel, but that are not necessarily named. And that is genuinely, uh, honestly, my hope in a lot of the work that I share, written or verbal, I want to name things that are less named or perhaps have not been named. So in order to describe this decision and what it means, I want to actually just start from context and share a little bit of background and use that to get to the current moment. I think that a general theme throughout my life that I can remember even back to being very young is this idea of the the search for love. I remember even being a child and like having my, like I was looking at the world upside down because I had my head on the floor and I was like kind of propping myself up like about to somersault, but not in somersault. And I was looking at the world upside down and I was like, I wonder if I'll ever like get married and like have a family and like have a house and stuff. Like, I wonder if I'll do that. 
And it was this really distinct emotional feeling tone of like, is it going to happen? Is it possible? Might it be? Like, I couldn't even imagine it. As I got older, the idea of becoming involved in partnership became more and more alluring to me and also a source of confusion. Like, how does it happen? Why does it just happen for some people? Is there anything you can do to make it happen or increase the likelihood of it happening? Um, And to this day, the idea of it happening or not is a source of basic anxiety that I have made another choice to just simply let go of, to not entertain that root level anxiety of will this thing happen or not? Because to me, it's a little bit different than other things in life, which I feel like if I just put my mind to it, I can make it happen, that I can like go out there and get it. And I, I do hold the question of what is it like? Is there equivalent for partnership? And I do think that it is your self-work, your self-development, and the happiness that you cultivate in your own life that sets the stage for it. And whatever else you do to create relationship in your life, all forms of relationship. So after much reflection and much learning, I would say that you probably can direct your motivated life force energy towards cultivating partnership in your life. But before I knew this, and when it felt like, you know, that this was a kind of fortune or a kind of grace from reality, um, I do think it caused me some confusion of why does this seem to just happen for some people easily? Like they seem to be in relationships all the time. And why does it feel harder for me? So from that place, this is now juxtaposed when I was like in high school. I had a pretty strong like sexual drive. I really wanted to have sexual experiences and all of the messaging that I had picked up around not doing that only made me want it more. And I was adamant within myself about what my beliefs and values were around that. So there was a distinct moment in time, I think. Like it has a an image in my memory, but I don't know if it was actually a distinct moment. Maybe it was a a certain span of time, I got the concept that I don't know if partnership is available for me right now. So I'm like 15 or something, 15, 16. I don't know if partnership is available. I would like that. That would be ideal. But if it isn't, I want to have experiences along the way. I want to sexually experiment with people who aren't my partner so that I can feel like more uninhibited, a sense of like I can practice and become skillful and then have that when I come into a relationship. So I became really interested in hookup culture and 
derived a genuine sense at that time in my level of development, a sense of self-esteem that was more like not sustainable whenever I did have an experience of hooking up with someone. For me, the whole process of meeting someone, whether it was like at a party or through friends or something, meeting someone, having the courtship or seduction process happen, and then having the experience with them was something that fascinated me to no end. Like I really was deeply intrigued by it. And then it was also interesting because at that time, because of my age and the age of people involved, there were a lot of games and there wasn't a lot of emotional intelligence or a lot of good communication. So a lot of these experiences were also tumultuous and painful. And I don't even want to go as far to say traumatic, but maybe with like a lowercase t because it definitely did have a lasting impact. So there was a whole process of having these flirtations and watching them build and then dealing with the aftermath, um, which was often like a crash and burn kind of energy of like, oh, we hooked up and now we're not having anything to do with each other. And me being really confused by that and really upset by it and perhaps wanting something more constant, but again, being like, well, so I guess this was kind of what was happening during these things was that the excitement and the desire to have these experiences would create a momentary high and then a lot of consequences afterwards emotionally. And I did not blame those emotional consequences on the nature of hooking up or casual sex. It was more about how the situations had occurred and unfolded and why they weren't still happening. What was the rift? Um, why was I rejected? Or, you know, I wasn't into that person and I was rejecting them. Like it was the drama of the situation itself. What I find really interesting in retrospect about that period of time, though, is the simple satisfaction or the emotional need that those experiences fulfilled of just being validated that I could have those experiences or that I was attractive. Like there was a self-esteem or self-worth component to it that those experiences helped fulfill, but not in a super sustainable or ideal way for me. Then college, after college, I, I would have some relationships and also maybe longer term dating experiences. And what those afforded me that was different than my early hookup experiences was the sense of actually creating intimacy or creating commitment, even if these experiences weren't perfect and they definitely weren't. Um, I got to experience having a thing that I had so long desired of like, oh, like I'm in a relationship. Yay. Like this means something really deep to me and having experiences and experiencing the depths of intimacy and what it means to be related and what it means to 
bond with someone in at all of those levels. And still, there was another reason for me to feel confused in these encounters, which was that when a relationship was over, whether by rejection or by my choice, typically though, if it was by rejection, I would have this yearning, like this sense of, you know, if the sex was good, a mourning of that and a sense of longing to have that experience again and getting the messaging from my environment, from people I talk to, not so much anymore, but in the past of not really feeling validated for that, of people saying things to the effect of, you know, like sex isn't the most important thing in a relationship. And I was like, what are you talking about? It is really important to me and not understanding why I felt alone in that. What has shifted in the last few months from being part of a group of women exploring the idea of partnership and you know studying relationship together and talking about it together and working with my mentor is realizing that this idea that I had from my younger version of myself who was like I should have experiences you know and then get serious that that is exactly that a younger version of myself I've had experiences now and what I've realized of late from my recent experiences. And even if we take it back a few years is that for whatever reason in high school, when I hooked up with people, the, the cord creation was not as intense And by cord, I mean psychic connection between me and another person. It was maybe emotional. Maybe there was a sense of me getting attached. But it did not feel like a full-on psychic merging. And for me, like I, if I'm going to be engaging with someone in that way, I have a, a level of depth of feeling toward them even if I don't imagine myself being with them um, in a more serious way, at a soul level, I love them. And I express that in the way that I love them, um, in the way that I am with them, and consider the encounter sacred, even if it is casual. And so there would be ways where this might be mutually appreciated and I would feel like secure in the situation or it would seem like I'm not really fully being seen or appreciated in that way back. And of course, I did not like that. It's been remarkable to notice how, you know, from an Aries woman experience of like earlier in my life, you tell me that I should be really selective, that, um, I should, you know, just be in a relationship and be as careful as possible. And I was like, no, like, let me rebel against that and like be more ambitious about my idea of like a hookup kind of life. 
But then as I am getting older and nearing my Saturn return, or you could say I'm in the midst of it, Saturn and Aquarius, though Saturn has retrograded back into Capricorn at this time. I understand some of the wisdom of what was being told to me when I was younger. I just don't think the message was delivered in a way that really resonated with me or got the message through. Um, Because I think that the messaging I was getting ignored really being with the reality of like what sexuality is and what magic is there and what power is there and what intensity is there. Like it was a kind of don't open that box. Like don't think about it. It's not time. There was a kind of bypassing of some of that. Um, That's what I just felt in the environment. And it's part of being in this like not sex positive culture, not having conversations about, you know, minimal conversations about some of these things, but a sense of it being taboo. What really shifted as I was talking with these women and my mentor was that I believed that if I just had a string of lovers, like if I was just in the the feeling of lovership and just like being devotional to that area of life, staying in that flow, basically, that that would somehow be like a series of experiences that would lead me to the one that I would be in the, the right vibrational essence for it. And where does that belief even come from? It came from things that I'd read or heard. And also the reality that when you are having good sex or you are feeling really amorous and you're in a relationship that suddenly you have this attractive quality to you where more people are into you. And it's like when it rains, it pours. And that essence of be about being magnetic and about being attractive is something that I've thought a lot about and worked with in some sense. Like I do have a lot of Pluto aspects in my chart. And so when it comes to attracting things or manifesting things, you know, I've really studied the nature of magnetism and what makes it and experimented with it and whatnot. So I think that I, in some sense of folly, is the word comes to mind, thought that, yeah, that's the way to go. And what it actually was at another level was a series of heartbreaks or feeling disappointed and maybe even feeling like I was doing something wrong, like that I wasn't like good enough somehow to have this relationship or this partnership that I desire. So in some deep reflection and introspection about it and getting to this realization of, oh, I actually want partnership. There was a layer of me, you know, for, and even, you know, thinking about myself when I was 19 or 20 or 21, the idea of having multiple lovers at a time and in different countries and traveling and having this like extravagant extra life and being like a, a writer of intrigue, you know, like that kind of thing was like on my, my mind. And that lend 
lends itself to being more casual. You know, I, I would have this experience <laughs> when I was younger of like meeting men who were like travelers and they were like only in town for a short period of time, like as an archetype that I would meet over and over again. And there was like this romance and this larger than life energy about them. And they had, you know, absolutely nothing to share in terms of like commitment or, you know, like real like soul commitment or care over a long period of time, but just like a rapturous short moment and this grandiosity and adventure. Um, and then, you know, through knowing at the very start that they were already on this trajectory where they were going to be traveling, it was like a, a contract from the beginning of this is casual. And maybe a little part of me hopes that they will come back around or like want me to travel with them or any, any such stuff. And so then I internalized that because I was attracting that person in the mirror, this larger than life traveler who had not a care, you know, and was like off to the next exciting thing, transcending every present moment into the next. And I inhabited that space. I was like, well, maybe I can be that person. And I did find that energy within me of being able to inhabit more casual quality in that way. And also being super adventurous and having goals and having my sight set on something and not being willing to stop in any place too long and settle. And so not necessarily in terms just of relationship, but of having this like energy and dynamism about my own life. So when this idea came to me in these conversations with these women and with my mentor, the idea of having this like life of dramatic and extravagant loverships, like international, whatever, had to be let go of. The sense that, well, don't I want to like have experiences with a lot of different people? Because I've also gotten clear that I'm interested in monogamy. Um, I've had polyamorous experiences and what calls out to me more when I like really tune in with my body and with my truth about it is monogamy. So thinking, okay, if I want monogamy and if I want partnership, then the side of me, the side of my consciousness that wants to have this freedom to be with people whenever and to not answer to anyone, that kind of thing that has to be let go of, or that has to die. If we're going to use more dramatic language about it, then you know, so I sat with that and that has been a powerful inner experience of just reorienting my identity within that to, to match what I know I truly want. And as I get older, think, you know, maybe, yeah, when I was 20, that idea was really exciting, but 28, no, not as much. And next it turned into a question of behavior. If this is what I seek, if I'm no longer interested in casual lovers, which honestly has never been casual, it's always been a profound emotional experience. It's always been, you know, later into my life, more increasingly psychic and cosmic. 
if I'm moving towards an experience of partnership, if that's what I'm calling in, then I can't keep participating with reality with all of this receptivity towards casual encounter. So how am I going to act differently? How am I going to engage in dating differently? And this has been, you know, a mind blowing and probably a experience of maturation of realizing that even the sense of like playing it cool or like playing it casual, like that kind of energy, instead of actually just being upfront about what I really want and standing in that was something that could go with the the casual lovers. Cause it's like, you know, you're just, there's a freeness of that and a non-committalness of that. And so that supported more of those kinds of, oh yeah, I'm just chill kind of energy. That wasn't really true to me because in terms of how I was actually internally feeling about things, no, I, I do feel more intensely. And when I feel deep love for someone. I don't want it to just be a casual thing. I want to build a life. And especially if that's a potentiality and there's that chemistry and that compatibility there. So lastly, it became a decision of, I'm not going to engage in casual sex or go on dating apps in search of casual encounters when I'm feeling it, if this is not what I'm looking for in my life. And so I have been telling my friends about it and describing to them that, yeah, I'm kind of like celibate at the moment. And if you've listened to like every episode of this podcast, you know that I have a relationship with self-pleasure and I'm like super into Tantra. So it's not a matter of being shut down sexually at all. Like I actually do feel like very connected to my own sexuality throughout this, but it's a sense of really honoring it. And that for me, celibacy at this moment is a way Like that is actually what turns me on the thought of a casual encounter or, you know, just dating and in this really casual way, not in a serious way of actually thinking about what are your, what are your values? What are you looking for in life? What are you wanting to create? And that being part of the conversation and being in that more serious field. I think that's the other thing too, is that part of what the Venus archetype is about and a lot of like love teachings, I feel Venus and love of course are they're archetypally connected, but there's a sense of that when we're in our truth, when we are who we are and we self represent accurately, that we attract people that we have more compatibility with. And so by messaging in a way and being in this kind of way of like, Oh, yeah, casual experiences are fine. They're just leading to the next thing and it's all good, even though it doesn't really all feel good. Then it's not attracting the right people and developing the languaging, developing the behavior around actually being prepared to call in a partnership is something that 
um, has been a lot of inner work and a lot of thought. So other things to include in this, I have thought a lot about the question of what draws in love, you know, like that is something that I think about. It's something that clients come to me about. One of the things that people come to astrologers and readers for is like their love life and their career and whatnot. So I do have conversations with people about love and what in their natal chart amplifies love and how to draw more in and all of that. So that is something that I talk with other people about. What I've really come to focus on is this knowing It's a knowing that can be intellectual, so not fully embodied. And it's also a knowing that can be embodied in your essence and you can feel it at your deepest. But I think a lot of us know at some cerebral level that if you want to call in love, you just have to be love. That it's like you get into the state of what you're wanting to call in. But... The discovery of that, the discovery of how to fall in love with yourself and how to fall in love with life, like that is the journey. And what I've noticed is that my life is super rich. Like I have so much to be grateful for and a lot of amazing people in my life and a lot of like beautiful opportunities to drop in to the beauty of a given moment and a lot of friends, you know, I did struggle with friendship when I was younger, um, shed so many tears about it and felt so, you know, like high school drama about it. And these days I have a lot of moments where I'm just like sinking into this deep gratitude of like, I love my friends so much and I'm so impressed by the people around me. And there's just such an abundance there. So knowing what I desire, knowing that partnership is something that I'm calling in, but not focusing on a sense of lack, not focusing on the longing in a place where it's painful, but actually really being with the beauty of any, the beauty of any current moment and being in my gratitude and being in the connections that I do have and really putting energy into that and putting energy into living a beautiful life. And to me, that is incredibly fulfilling. And so the thought now of casual sex in this kind of logical structure of like, oh yeah, it's being in the flow of erotic energy and will lead me to the one, not, I don't know, it doesn't do it for me anymore. It doesn't excite me. And it feels like a diffusion of my energy and knowing that Um, it's almost like this cancerian quality of thinking about what it is that I have to share, like what my love is like and how it's not something that I just want to be casual about because it is, you know, there's a difference between having fun and having light experiences with people that you're close with and cultivating a sense of lightness in your life. But I think that the depth at which I feel and the depth at which I love is a serious matter to me. And in contemplation with it, there has been a coming around to value it and see it for what it is at such a deeper level than I ever have in my life. And letting that be a end of an era in my life 
and the beginning of something else. And again, all of this is not a judgment on anyone's process about where they're at because for another person and their storyline and what they're experiencing, having new sexual encounters or experimenting or being with a lot of people might be the most amazing medicinal thing ever. So it's very deeply personal, but I know that these kinds of conversations that it are honest um, and are about some of the things that we feel deepest in the human experience have meaning and have value and also aren't anything to have shame around. So I hope that you've enjoyed this share. Thanks for listening. I have some more interviews on the way for you and also plan to continue to record some of these solo casts when I get the inspiration. And I would really appreciate it if you have been enjoying this podcast, if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And if you take a screenshot of your review before you click submit and email that screenshot over to me at sabrina at monarchastrology.com, I'll take down your email and send you a free gift that I'm working on when it's ready. All right. I hope that you have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.